Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey, welcome to another episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Mace Windu, Jedi Master. Also known as Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. On today's episode, there's a chance we're going to talk about the importance of keeping your team members happy while also holding them accountable and getting the stuff done that needs to get done so that you can deliver exceptional Domino's Pizza experiences to your customers. What do you think, Drew? I mean, you know, if if you want to treat your team nice and be good to your customers, you should probably listen to the next 20 minutes. All right. So let's jump in. So first of all, I think there's a difference between treating your team well and being their buddy. I don't believe the title in the store is friend. So yes, there is a difference. If you think back to, you know, we did an episode where we had John U. Bacon on, and on his podcast, he always ends with, who's your favorite teacher? And his follow-up question was, was there easy? I mean, then they're never easy. They always hold you accountable to things. They always push you to their limits. And I think that's what our leaders in our Domino's Pizza store should be doing as well. And that's holding their teams accountable and pushing them to their limits, but also making sure that stuff is getting done. So, um, so let's jump into that a bit. Drew, if I was going to make a pizza and I was going into the dinner rush, would I need, would I need sauce ready? I mean, probably. If you didn't have sauce, then obviously we're not going to deliver on that service. That was the second most important thing because we don't have the ability to make the product, which is the first important thing. But what kinds of things could we do in the store to make our, make our team members' lives a little bit easier and not really cost us that much money? Are you talking about? making sauce as opposed to prepping sauce? I am. You know, uh, there was a post on the Facebook that got, I would say it had an even amount of pundits on both sides of the RTU concentrate debate. I don't know that there's a bad way to go. I mean, I think both ways are fine. As long as you're using the concentrate and putting the right amount of water in it and mixing it well, then I think the sauce is fine. What do you think? Let's lay out the the logic for a moment, right? You have one product that is water added and shipped around the country, increasing its cost exponentially because water is heavy and you're paying to move water around, right? There's that. You have the other product, which is significantly less expensive and maybe significantly is a poor adverb to use there. Let's just say less expensive. I'm on board with less expensive. It's less expensive because you're not shipping water around, but now I've got to add water and mix it. And it increases the chance for issues, for errors, for different tastes. If a brand is a promise of consistency, then why would you allow the second item in that pizza because it's dough sauce and cheese is what everybody always talks about right if the sauce is going to be different in every township based on the water coming out of a tap then how is that consistent yeah i mean that for me you you know being that i do like to talk about product every other episode or every third episode or every episode for gosh sakes i believe it's every third 
Yeah. I, I mean, the whole thing that you just said, which I love that line, a brand is a promise of consistency. I think we do lose consistency when we go to concentrate and through no fault of the team members, mind you, although there could certainly be a consistency issue through fault of the team members, uh, not enough water, too much water, whatever. But the other thing that happens is that because we have to go through that, get the concentrate out of the bag, put the water in, get an NSF approved mixer, mix it up or use a whisk that we're doing it far in advance. And then where do we put that prepped sauce through? Oh, oh, we've got to put it right in the cooler where we can keep it a cool, crisp 36 and a half degrees for four and a half days. And what's the what's the uh, room temperature shelf life of pizza sauce? Uh, depending on the state between six and 12 hours. And I, I think the Domino's shelf life guide says eight. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of states that that don't like the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's less, <laughs> um, which is, you know, another topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacteria is different when you cross state lines. Yada, yada, yada. Well, I mean, we are in Michigan and we go go to Ohio. So there's that. You know, I've been told different things. I'd love to hear what you've heard. If you've got a bucket of sauce in the walk-in cooler that has been completely refrigerated, I mean, it's it's cold all the way through. How long does it take that bucket of sauce to get back to room temperature, which is the temperature we're supposed to make pizzas at. So we did tests for that 2009 because it was part of new and inspired because there was the thought of, because we were changing the sauces, right? So uh, it meant we had to change the concentrate and the RTU. And um, I want to say a full bucket of sauce, didn't matter, concentrate or RTU mixed correctly. Room temperature, 72 degrees, took six and a half hours. So if our shelf life, in the states that have less bacteria is your standard eight yeah then that means we only have an hour and a half to use it once it's up to temperature and what kinds of shenanigans happen to the customer's food if the sauce isn't it at room temperature drew well generally speaking the internal temperature of the pizza doesn't hit so you get weirdness like um and like a single topping pizza you won't see it as much but as soon as you start adding some layers you'll start to see the cheese kernels not cook all the way the dough won't rise. So you get the um, gel layer generally doesn't happen from the sauce, but it just doesn't rise. You don't get a, a good crunch on the bottom or a good um, thickness to it. We've got this cost savings, which is important. Let's let's never forget that. we. It's OK. Wait, wait. Can we go all geeky for a minute? It's really never a gel layer. It's actually a moisture lover light layer. And it's just that the water has moved from the bottom where it's hot up to the sauce. Really? It's just a moisture layer. Yeah. You know, I've never understood what caused that. And it always, it always perplexed me that thin centers were the jelliest because that just didn't make sense to my um, very basic thermodynamics mind. And when I say basic, I know that there's heat and cold and that's, that's pretty much where my thermodynamics expertise ends. I like the, I like the thermodynamics of a pizza store, walk-in hot, oven cold. Wait, crap. That's wrong. That's a bad day for your OA. Ooh, dang, things things are not right. Oh, that's awesome. So we've got a chance for some cost savings, which is important because we are a for-profit entity and that's nothing we should ever be ashamed of. So on the surface, we can see that with 
sauce concentrate. There's absolutely no doubt about it. There's no argument whatsoever to be made that there is a food cost savings. Where it starts to get gray on the bottom line, which should be more important than just a single cost line, is you've got to pay somebody to mix that sauce. So there's that. But I think the thing that's even less quantifiable is if we're using cold sauce and we're making bad pizza, what is that doing to our heavy users that aren't going to order as often? Because the only way to drive the bottom line is to drive the top line. And I think you and I would both agree that product and service are the two key ingredients to driving the top line. Consistent product, consistent service. If you can make that consistent product, good product and the consistent service, good service, you get an even better sales increase. It's amazing. Sam, I got to say for every one bucket of concentrated sauce I've seen prepped correctly, there's probably two where it's thin at the top and thick at the bottom, or there's sauce concentrates still like, like not mixed around the bottom corners. Like it's, especially if it's a whisk, it's really easy to not do it correctly. I, I just don't understand why you'd open up for, for that layer of inconsistency. And I get it, right? Again, it's cheaper. I totally get that. On the same token, most states are minimum wage still. Like um, you mentioned Ohio. Ohio is a great example, right? Uh, their minimum wage is still the federal minimum wage. And I know no one who is paying that. Right. But it's cheaper. Right. Like the logic doesn't. Why does the logic to your team? I'm not going to take the cheapest option because it's not the best option, not flow to something like sauce where I'm not going to take the cheapest option because it's not the best option. I don't I don't understand why the logic doesn't flow through both both ways. Right. And then, you know, we talk about ease of team members lives. You know, it's probably been a minute since you've done any opening store prep. I know it's been a minute for me yesterday. So it's probably been like 10 seconds for you. I know it's been a minute for me. Literally teaching an opening class yesterday. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. So in that opening class, my guess is you're planning on selling some pan pizzas. Yeah. And my guess is that you had a certain number of squeeze bottles with pizza sauce that you wanted to get prepped. Yeah. Now, the last time I was in a store that had concentrate, I mean, there's all kinds of techniques to get that sauce concentrate from that big bucket to those little squeeze bottles. And I think they're they're adequate, but none of them are as easy as cutting a corner off the bag of RTU and pouring it straight into the little squeeze bottles. I mean, it's no fuss, no muss, no mess, less waste. Um, and easier. It's just easier for your team. And if we could make this job easier, you know, as Dan Elwell always says, if we could take the suck out of the job, then perhaps we could keep people longer. And if we kept people longer, they would get exponentially more efficient. Your sales per labor hour would go up. And now I think that's going to start to make the food cost savings of concentrate to RTU pale in comparison to what we could be saving. And like you so well put it earlier, the just plain consistency of product. The phrase I've started to use, Sam, is that seconds create minutes and minutes create dollars. So we want to save seconds everywhere we can. So we can create dollars everywhere we can. I like it. That's right. Like that's the way it works, right? So here I am yesterday teaching this opening class and I'm like, okay, so so one of my one of my things 
I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast. I, I probably have one of my one of what my weirdness ones right now is stocking the make line. Make lines go either one of two ways. It's always completely empty or it's it's full for seven days worth of product. <laughs> so what I try and teach is that you can use uh, my prep report and it'll tell you how much to put in your make line for the day. And instead of just putting it in, because then, especially if you're on carryover at six o'clock at night, you're looking for scissors, you're looking for clips and you're looking for labels. So you can date that bag of ham you just opened or that bag of Philly meat. Why not just cut, clip and date everything that you put in the make line? Because saving seconds to create minutes to create dollars. If I do that at 945 in the morning that I cut everything, clip everything and date everything, my dinner rush I'm not doing anything except what the customer wants me to do, as opposed to running around to go find sauce, go find scissors, go get a date, go do all of these things that I could have done at another time. And the sauce thing is the exact same thing. I got to take time to mix it. I have to do this weird marionette puppet slide of sauce into a, into a bottle and, or I could just cut a corner and squeeze. I know you're going from the employee lifestyle standpoint. Some of the people making the decision might might care about that. And some people making the decision might care about the pennies. And and I fully believe that you can find other ways to save the money that impact the bottom line and are better for your customer to to dance point that pull the suck out of the job. Well, and I think you just demonstrated a way that you can save the money, and that is you're delivering pizzas faster and we all know that's important. And if you deliver pizzas faster, they order more often and your top line goes up. Which is way better than trying to squeeze blood from a rock. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, I really like your, your cut clip and date idea into the make line because I think if we're being fully transparent and I'm talking about you listeners, we're probably during the rush cutting but not clipping and dating, especially if the make line screen is full. And then we're losing track of, of how long that product has been open. We could run into freshness problems. We could run into all kinds of things. So I really like the cut clip date. I think we should make that into a hat pin cut clip date. I could do that. It was kind of funny yesterday. We were talking with an AM and we were putting the veggies in. And she was like, well, I don't want to cut, clip and date the onions and green peppers because we just ripped the bag open and it's a full thing. And I'm like, I totally get that. And if you don't want to, that's fine. Or you could just get in the habit of cutting, clipping and dating everything. It's a label like who cares? And that way, when you grab the onions, all you got to do is undo the clip and pour instead of pushing your thumb through it. Why not just make your life a little easier? And I would bet that if you if you cut it clean instead of ripping it, it pours just a little bit faster, faster and easier. Yep. So there's your seconds to minutes to dollars again. Yep. You know, again, it's been a minute since I worked in a store, but to me, the most stressful times are when it's busy. And if we can, if we can eliminate some of that stress while it's busy, then we can enjoy the job more and we can have more fun. We can sell more pizzas and have more fun. That's all, folks. So uh, can I can I talk a little bit more about this class yesterday? Just because I, I had a moment of fun that we just discussed, kind of. 
let me check something. Uh, the name of the pod is Drew and Sam Talk Training. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Fantastic. So uh, the GM had beat, we did a little pre-meeting. So like, like I never started a class early because we're Domino's people. Most of us are vampires, but it's an opening class. So we started at 8.30, stores open at 10.30. The idea was to get into the store at like 9.15 so we could actually do the class with the supervisor so that they can go and then teach their team. And the GM had beaten us in there because he was all nervous about people being in his store. So he was already set up. Cool. Fabulous. Sam, he had five bags of ham, six bags of beef, four bags of bacon in his make line. The ham and the bacon don't surprise me, but but because you said it, I'm sure it was too much. But the beef, oh my God. Who who goes through five bags of beef in a week? It was just stock the make line full. So sidebar. Uh, your make line cabinet needs airflow. If you load the thing up where there's no airflow, your condenser will freeze and then your cabinet doesn't work. And then you're forced to run to your walk-in for all the product. So loading it so that it's so full, nothing moves doesn't work either. So that's bad. So that's bad. So okay. we, we clear out because the prep report tells us what we need from a topping standpoint. We clear out all the extra stuff. And once we do that, we realize that the Newsflash, the bin, the cabinet under the cheese bin is empty except for an Alfredo bottle. Sam, what could we put in there? Uh, cheese. So the GM looks and goes, I can't put cheese in there. There's a rack in there. <laughs> so we pull the rack out. We put the cheese in. The first order of the day drops. And guess what he's got to do? He's got to put cheese in his bin. So how many steps did he need to put cheese in his bin at that moment? Well, he just had to open the door and get it. Correct. Instead of going all the way, and this is a freestanding store, so the walk-in's one of the ones in the back. He would have had to go to the entire back of the store to go get his cheese, which is what he had done every day in the nine months he's been a GM, and then come all the way back to the front. Like, why are you making your life more difficult? Like, you put all this stuff in the make line, now you got to figure out a way to count it at night because you're probably not going to pull it back out that night. And if you do pull it out that night, you're moving literally dozens of extra pounds of meat back and forth for no reason. Let's make our lives easier. And whether it's stocking the make line or putting everything in a way that it's only within a step or so of us, or if it's just clipping the corner of the sauce bag instead of mixing it, let's make the lives easier. Because if you're short a team member or you're missing an AM, God, it rained and it's busier than it should be. This is a stressful job and the, the suck level can go up kind of fast. So why not make it easier? And it, Make it easier as often as possible. Yeah. And so here's a question I've got. And I mean, maybe there's a legitimate answer, but I can't come up with one in, in my mind here at the Fowser Consulting World Headquarters. Glorious structure that it is. Glorious, glorious structure that it is. Why did he need cheese for the first order? Why, when he was setting up the bin, didn't he realize that he only had a pound of cheese left from last night, put in a full bag and then put the old stuff on top? I couldn't tell you. Wouldn't you think that would be a good idea? Am I missing something? It was for specialty pizzas. But to your point, he probably only had like a pound of cheese in there. Yep. Yeah. So as we're as we're setting up the make line in the morning, gang, don't just grab the bins from last night. Grab the bins, look, and see if there'd be a good time to refill them for crying out loud. Although the carryover thing, right? Correct. Correct. So Correct. can you change them? To the ones that are going to be in there for the day? No, you'd have to throw away the old product first. Okay. 
eh, I learned something. But cheese, he could have he could have filled because for some reason cheese is exempt from carryover. Oh, it must be in one of those states with less bacteria. Correct. That's cool. Okay, it's cool. So um, <laughs> I think we landed on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hashtag sarcasm. Uh, hashtag Drew. I think we um, landed on that. We are both in the RTU camp. Yeah, I've I've been in the RTU camp for nine years. I have been on the RTU camp since 1985. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest. In 07 and 08, when everything was really bad, and and you're looking for every penny, I I understand concentrate completely. Once wages started going up, and like corporate New York was at whatever 14 or 15 and then 2015 or 2016 i was like let's let's go let's just dump it and go to rtu this is dumb yeah and and just so our listeners are crystal clear i'm fine with concentrate as well as long as we're mixing it completely we're using the right water amount and we are making pizzas with pizza sauce that's at room temperature if we're doing all those things and your team is executing at a high level and doing those things, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with sauce concentrate. And yes, your ideal food cost is going to go down a bit. I want to interject into what you're saying. As long as your team is doing it and you have the processes in place to ensure that they are doing, because most of us just assume they are. Oh, man. Wow. That's a whole nother. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whole another episode. Yeah, you just sent my brain down into the full-fledged expectation follow-up and delegation yeah. matrix for yeah. another yep. episode. Wow. Yep. Okay, great. Well, hey, uh, listeners, you just heard live show prep for the next show, and uh, that's pretty cool. So let's um, let's wrap this thing up in a bow and get ready to land this plane. Let's blow up this starship. So sauce, <laughs> one way. To easily make your team members' jobs easier while still providing the best possible Domino's pizza experience for your customers and maintaining consistency and upholding the promise that is the brand that you that you represent. And uh, the way to do that, we think, is with RTU for all the reasons that we just said. Is there a food cost savings with concentrate? Absolutely. Is there a net savings at the end of the day to your bottom line when you take into account possible sales losses and and increased labor costs? I think the jury's out, and uh, I don't think I don't think it's something that I would explore any further. I would just use RTU. Agreed. So with that, um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, drop a little vanilla ice right now. Oh, you mean? Um... We're going to have an entire workshop based around the perfect product pitch at our improve the customer experience workshop. We've called ice ice baby. Bum, 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 bada, dum, bum. Sorry, I couldn't. Oh, I'm totally just skipping that. If you haven't done so yet, we have uh, three dates lined up on my website or three locations lined up on my website, uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire in June. The fabulousness that is Ann Arbor, Michigan in August. Actually, there's probably no better place in the country in August than Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm, I'm being completely honest here. Like temperature's great. Weather's great. The leaves are just starting to turn just a hair. Like it's beautiful. It really is. And then Sam, where did we decide for October? Uh, we're going to go see Mickey. 
That's right. October in Orlando. It's not hurricane season. Yeah, right. It's Mickey's world right there. Fly your crew in, learn for a couple of days, let them play it at the Disney place. Have a blast. Yeah. And if you go back and uh, you listen to episode 88 of the podcast, there's all kinds of detail in there about the Portsmouth, New Hampshire one. Uh, it's a short 10 minute infomercial to say the least. You know, live training with Drew and Sam, it's if you like the podcast, you'll you'll love the live training. And if we become too much to look at and you'd rather just listen, we will have face masks available. I mean, I plan on teaching at least one workshop in a Darth Vader helmet. Nice. I mean, wow. I'm not going to. But now that I've said it, I almost want to. <laughs> so if if you if you do that and um, and Lucas is there, make sure you walk up to him and point at me and say. He is your father. He is your father. Yeah, not not you. Or maybe I'll borrow the helmet and just say I am your father. There you go. That's better. So, so there's that. All right. Well, listen. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, please share these episodes with your friends. And we made a plea on the last episode for you to actually share them on your socials because that's when more people tend to listen to them. They listen to you more than they listen to us when it comes to recommendations of podcasts. So help us out get some more listeners, send up smoke signals, release the carrier pigeons, do whatever it is you have to do and uh, keep listening to these episodes. We surely appreciate all you do. If you post uh, a picture that you have followed the podcast, we'll send you a fabulous Drew and Sam Talk training hat pin. And as always, I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Go out, sell more pizzas. And have more fun.